this is a very unusual way to start an episode of the podcast, but I wanted to do it this way because my conversation with Mangy was a little poor with the connection. The bandwidth was just not cooperating. Now, that being said, we have to remember we live in the future. And I mean that because I'm talking to a man in South Africa over an internet connection, and we're having a conversation about life and the troubles and trials and tribulations that people go to. Mengi is a pro cricket player. He's a pro cricketer. And it, it, it is my first foray into cricket, but also not my first foray into talking to somebody about the honest things that we deal with. So I want to be clear that I have a policy that we basically do not edit conversations because I want the athletes that come on the show to represent themselves in their own words. This, and Maggie knows this, so thank you, Maggie, for allowing me to do this. We have edited our conversation to try to chop out dead space as you know, we are trying to have this conversation over the internet, thousands of miles away. Um, and so because of that, I wanna do this intro to be clear that we did edit this conversation, but I also wanna say that even though at times it is tough to understand um, that this is a conversation that is very, very worth listening to, I got a lot of value of. And I don't wanna say that just because um, this is my show, but also because I think um, this is a man who has a lot to say about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a strong person, and how each of us can deal with the challenges that come in our lives. So thank you for joining me for this episode, and I hope you enjoy it the best that we could do to clean it up. Welcome to the Smart Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Funk. My guest today comes all the way from South Africa. I'm excited to have him because he is a pro cricketer and I know nothing about cricket. So it's a great way to get outside of my own bubble and learn about what the rest of the world is doing, um, not just inside my own house, like we've all kind of been with COVID uh, locking us all down. Welcome to the show, Mangalisa Mosele. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on the show. And um, yeah, man, I'm really excited. And um, so hopefully you can teach me a little bit about the NFL and I can teach you a little bit about uh, the beautiful game of cricket, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I am not, I'll be the first to admit in both cases, I'm not an expert on American football by any means, but um, compared to somebody who doesn't watch it, then there's plenty I'm sure I could I'd talk about. Uh, the first thing I want to ask you is that, so I, I was watching this interview you'd done with a, another sports network with, a, I think, another South African guy who clearly knew what he was talking about, uh, had watched you, all this kind of stuff. And during that interview, I learned that there's now two formats of cricket, um, test and T20. And as I kind of lear- look, looked into it again, since I didn't know anything about cricket. Yeah. Yeah. I was, so I, you, it seems like you play test and T20 seems like it would be something that would be more popular in the U S because we have short attention spans. Um, so g- give me a little bit of, uh, I guess, history and, and, and what, what's going on with that. Yeah. So when it comes to um, like a test format, um, it's a format that uh, started when like, the cricket game was invented 
you know, um, and um, when uh, it comes to um, T20s, uh, it's a game that is like so exciting. Yeah, you know, so it's like so exciting, which um, it's a massive market for like a lot of people to watch. Um, so it's very different, um, but um, yeah, like a lot of people have like taken so much um, engagement in um, T20 cricket because it's like so fun, it's short, it's convenient. Uh, but test cricket still stays like the ultimate uh, game, you know. Um, so yeah, if that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it definitely makes sense. The, the immediate thing that comes to my mind when I think about test like the format difference basically is like i, I want to know from you like how do you stay mentally alert to play a game that can last you know three to five days <laughs> you know because it's like i said we we have short attention spans like you know so baseball here is going to be the closest thing to cricket they're not the same in the least but just except that you both have a ball and a bat Baseball game yeah, is going to last yeah. like five hours, which is, you know, essentially the short format with T20. So, you know, how, how do you, how do you stay mentally alert for all that time? With uh, the difference between test cricket and um, T cricket is that um, test cricket will always like, you know, test you not only as like a, the game, but yourself as a person, you know, uh, there's always like different pressures of the game. Um, and um, it will ask you like different questions. You know, there's uh, times where you need to apply pressure. There's times where you need to absorb pressure. And I think uh, that's what makes it beautiful that we get to play for five days and it doesn't make sense to like a lot of people, <laughs> but um, that's what makes it beautiful. And that's what makes it so hard is that, um, you know, it's the ultimate of, um, of like what we do in our sports. You know, T20 is beautiful. Like you get to play in front of crowds and it's exciting. But uh, test cricket always like test your character as a person. And uh, I think for, for me, uh, playing like the longer format of the game, um, it always like has taught me like, well, always like tested my character as a person. I know, so I come from a endurance background. So running, triathlon, that kind of thing. And uh, I definitely understand that aspect of it where it's like, there's something about the the long-term test of something where it, it just keeps coming at you it just you know keeps it won't stop it's not a matter of like hey we're gonna yeah. we're gonna play for an hour and we're done it's just it just keeps coming and there is a definitely a mental side to that that i think it's hard to appreciate i think you mentioned in, in the interview i watched with you that um it doesn't happen enough that pro players or anybody really works on their mental game nearly as much as um, we work on, or you work on the, like the physical side of playing. Do you have any um, like thoughts or tips on, on becoming stronger mentally to be able to deal with such, such a long duration of the game? Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one, you know, but I think for me, it's uh, once, you know, you can understand like the way you are as a person outside like the sport that you do, whether it's like 100 meters or whether it's like football or whatever, and uh, bringing that into like your game, you know, so once we understand and we understand that like there's no difference between like a person and an athlete, 
you know, if we can bring those together and then, you know, purely, you know, we can understand like what we need to do, you know? So I think a lot of the times, like we separated both, but uh, the two actually like works uh, together in hand, you know, from our personal experience, you know? So for example, in cricket um, is that like, if I struggle to face pressure, uh, when I'm under pressure in test cricket or long, the longer format of the game, um, that's also another word, what we call it, is that um, I'll be struggled to face like the situation. If I can't face, you know, the heat or if I can't handle like what someone is like trying, you know, to get me out or like, you know, trying to get me distracted or whatever. And then that also applies in some sort of way in life, you know. Um, so it's just really bring about the two together as an athlete. You know, that's... Funny enough, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about is like life lessons inside the game. So last year on the podcast, I asked every single guest, like, what's the purpose of sport, which is really kind of a way of, of asking, like, does sport have any applications to life? Um, so are there any like things that stand out to you that cricket has changed about you personally that you bring into your everyday life? Uh, yeah, so uh, actually, like, I mean, I wrote, like, a whole thing because obviously, like, end of the year season and everyone is posting about, uh, like, the end of their careers and some players are moving on, some players are retiring and some players are moving to different teams and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought about it. And for me, it was, I mean, the last three years have been like very hard, you know, in like the 13 years that I've played cricket, you know. Um, so I thought about it and what I was going to say is that like um, the last three years of my career has been a, um, a tool for like what I potentially do after cricket, you know. Mm -hmm. So cricket is almost sort of like a, a gateway for what I do because I cannot play up until I'm 70. It's impossible in cricket. Okay. Right or in any other person's, yeah, any other person's, uh, well, in any other um, sports, whether you're an athlete or whatever. But I feel that, like, the experiences and um, the challenge that we go through in our sports is some sort of way, a, a gateway to, like, what we need to do in life, you know? And, um, you know, when I met, like, the people at Rise Athlete, you know, uh, I believe that, like, you know, they believe in what I believed in, you know? And um, so they, a lot of swimmers and everything else, but they're doing like what the, what the, the game needs, you know, and um, yeah, well, they live in their purpose in a, in a, in a way, yeah. And that gives you the, the opportunity to mentor younger athletes, correct? Definitely, you know, because I feel that like um, in life, you, you cannot uh, mentor someone without like experience. You know, so for an example, in the NFL, if I've never been tackled, I cannot tell like a linebacker what it feels like to be tackled because yeah. I've never experienced that, you know. Um, so I can have the knowledge, but when you have the wisdom, it's a different story because you would know what it feels like to get tackled and like hurt your shoulder or whatever the case may be. But if I'm a coach or like I'm a mentor or whatever, but if I've never experienced like those feelings and those emotions, I can never relate to the athlete, you know. And uh, what's nice about sports is that like, whether it's all different, whether it's like swimming or running or whatever, but in terms of like mental preparation and like what we need outside sports, we can always all relate in the same level, you know? And that's the beauty about the game of uh, sports. That's what I think about 
when I talked to a lot of people and, and, you know, I saw, you know, when we had you booked to come on and that I, I always had this moment of anxiety where I'm like, Oh man, I, I don't know anything about cricket. Like I, you know, I want, want to be able to have a good conversation with you. But then I, I think back to, you know, any number of conversations I've had with people who are, you know, weightlifters or baseball players or like things that I just don't, don't get involved in. And it's like, no matter what the sport is, often I, I find it is a game of character development of like personal tests and, and, and seeing like how strong you are internally, not just a matter of like, do, you know, do you know, like what a wicket keeper is like, it's not just yeah, a matter yeah. of terminology. And uh, like, yeah, actually, like that because i mean for some reason like i've always like connected so well with like a lot of people that have done different um uh sports uh or different uh stuff that we've done you know for example um caroline when i when i listen to her podcast she speaks a lot about that she's never really been like a technical player she always believed in like rhythm and you know that's what took the best out of her you know or that's what made the best out of her you know and i think it's the same with me although i play cricket is that like I love like flow, I love like creativity, I love like doing things differently, you know. Uh, where with some athletes they love like structure, which there's nothing wrong with that. But that's the beauty about like sports is that like you can be yourself and like still get the job done, you know, exactly the same way, you know. And I think for me the journey is about like discovering who you are and um, applying that to your trade because that will also be like. A, a, uh, a reflection of like who you'd be outside like your trade that's what i think so i mean uh does that is, you know the the interview i watched the, the gentleman asked you so um I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this question without getting the entire uh, an, an entire explanation of how cricket is played for my u.s listeners um but yeah, yeah. You, you know so you're the wicket keeper which is an important position all I guess we'll we'll leave it at that it's it's if you're akin to baseball it's kind of like being the catcher kind of but probably more important than that um is that I mean is that a matter of your characters speaking out and saying like like I want to take the high pressure job um yes I'm glad you actually asked that question you know because I think uh, being a wicket keeper is a very thankless job, you know, because you don't get to get appreciated, you know. Um, so a wicket keeper is always someone that is like encouraging, you know. So in cricket terms, you always have like have to have like the most energy. Uh, you always have to be like there for your teammates and be there for them, you know. And um, those are the things that like a lot of people do not see, you know. And mm -hmm. um, it's a skill where like if you make a mistake, they're like, yeah, but you're supposed to do the job. If you take a good catch, like yeah, but that's still your job, you know. So it's like a very thankless job. Um, so which is like a very selfless job. And like yeah, what people they like rating well, what like is all about, you know, essentially. Yeah. It makes me wonder. Um, do you just like do you like carrying around a big burden? And I mean that in a loving way. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like I think it's, it has to do with my personality. I'm just that kind of person. Um, I've always been 
a firm believer in that, um, you know, like with wicket keepers, because you sometimes can pick up when a player's not like doing well or not playing to their fullest potential. And that's not caused by like, they're having a bad day. Sometimes it's maybe something that happened off the field. If they're fighting with like their girlfriends or they had a bad day or whatever. Um, and as wicket keepers, we're very encouraging as people, you know, and I'd like to think myself as that kind of person. And hence, um, I love working with like rise athletes because, you know, that's the, that's the biggest thing that like they do, you know, and I want to be part of that because that's within my personality besides being a cricketer, you know, and um, it just shows in the field when, you know, you go when somebody's at like a bad over or when somebody's at a bad game, you're there to like give them a hug or like, you know, pet them on the back, whatever the case may be, you know, and um, that's just like part of like the personality, I, I, I guess, you know, but um, for me, I've always, I've believed that like uh, wicked keeping is an expression of who I am. You know? It, it kind of leads me back and I, I've got to, I have to go back a little bit um, with you, I guess, as far as your life is concerned, because you got started when you were young. I think you were 19. So please correct me where I'm incorrect here. But as far as being playing professionally, it seems like, you know, maybe it's now we are you and I are of a similar age. Um, oh, yeah. I meant to say happy early birthday. I know that's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you're just a year younger than me. But, you know, looking back, it, it seems like 19 is a pretty young age to get started as a pro it seems like there's a lot of pressure at that that time um so again thinking about that that mental game do you do you feel like you've come a long way mentally or or were you prepared for the the pressure of playing as a professional at that age like i, I never thought that like i'd be a professional player to be honest you know um it's sort of want to say like randomly but it sort of happened because uh, at the time when I turned professional, it was immediately after high school. And I was thinking about like what I'm going to do after cricket. Um, and I was fortunate enough, you know, to have played like the, the under-19 World Cup. You know, so it was like a cricket World Cup for 19-year-olds. Uh, and um, after that, I turned pro, you know, so everything sort of happened so fast. But, um, and I had like visions to like want, wanting to play for South Africa when I was like 23. But sometimes like life doesn't work like that, you know? Um, and my journey like almost like took like a proper left turn, you know? Uh, and I don't know if like my GPS was lost, but uh, sort of like took like a proper left turn. But um, with all of those experiences that I've learned, um, they have like taught me to not only be a better cricketer, but a better person. And sometimes, you know, as athletes or sports people, we do not understand um because we saw result driven you know uh, we didn't understand that like a uh, part of us is being an athlete um i still need to be a uh, a good brother or good sister or good friend so stood when i got older and when i faced like a lot of challenges when i was young because when i was like when i was young i was like so naive i thought like the world is like well, my role is going to be like so smooth sailing, but, you know, there's been like a lot of setbacks, but all of the setbacks have helped me understand that like there's a process to everyone's single life. And um, yeah, like being an athlete is just a part of me, but not the whole of me. If I think back to being younger, kind of like you, it's, it, it, there's this idea, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. Like in your case, 
like going to play with the national team by this age. And you have all these things mapped out and you're like, it, it, it's just a matter of work hard. I'll get this, do this, get this done. And I don't think that enough people talk about the setbacks where, yeah. it, you know, you, everybody has them. Everybody doesn't matter if you're the best in the world at what you do or you're just starting like everybody has setbacks and it's something that i feel like if we if we did a better job preparing people to deal with tough times it would the setbacks wouldn't feel so big because they'd say oh like this is normal i I know this happens to everyone you know and people have like this idea that if you're an estate to be like superhuman you're not supposed to make mistakes you're not supposed to feel um or go through like what you're feeling like you know um you're not supposed to have like setbacks you're not supposed to be smiling and sign autographs and um just be this amazing person but you know some some people go through like a lot of stuff when they're young which like sometimes like reoccur when they're older you know and um I think like the education that we should teach is that like you first a human being and then you're an athlete. Like an athlete is like secondary, you know? Uh, but where we get around a lot of the times, like we lose our identities by thinking that like, I'm an athlete, you know, like I'm a cricket player and I'm, I'm you know, like I've played for South Africa and like I've played so many years professional cricket and you forget that like, you know you you're a human being you know like when you finish practice you have to be a human being you can't be an athlete when you meet your friends you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you, 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 you understand what i'm saying you know and um like we need to share with people and the truth that we need to share with people that being an athlete is part of your life after that you have to live you know and um my biggest thing and my biggest experience is that like a lot of the times with um, athletes that are coming to retirement, they struggle with this transition of like leaving the game and, you know, becoming a whatever they need to become purely because they've always been identified as like an athlete, you know? Um, so I think people should understand that you need to be identified as like a human being and then an athlete secondary. You know, you know that, that thought reminds me of the the mentality in like university or colleges here of student athletes and the coach I had in college always said it's student athlete student is first athlete is second like we're developing you as a person and giving you an education and then the athletics comes afterwards so that's it it makes me immediately think about that um and speaking of which, in that interview I, I listened to you, I heard you mention, but you didn't talk about it, that you, you do something, I don't know what, with music in your downtime. Uh, yeah, I love music. So, uh, like, I, 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 I love music and golf, my golf games. So that's, uh, that's out, of, out of count. Uh, but like, I, yeah, I, I love music. Um, it's, it's something that like helps me like just to chill. Um, so I do have like a DJ system that I, that I do in my downtime. So that's one thing that like, I, I love doing that in golf. And um, in South Africa, well, in America, I think you guys call it a barbecue. Uh, in South Africa, we call it uh, braai, you know, so that's like a South African name, you know, so where you like put 
fryer and like or you put meat on a fryer stand and uh, you chill with a couple of friends you know so um those are the things that i like doing uh besides playing cricket yeah yeah it's you know i don't think that enough people especially here and i don't i don't know what the work culture is in south africa but we have a very like work all the time kind of culture in the u.s and i don't think people value the time not doing something not doing their job not trying to be productive like that downtime enough like it 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 plays such a big role in like your mental health day-to-day and being able to deal with those setbacks like we were talking about when they come to to take the time and just enjoy yourself yeah uh, and i think in a, a a lot of places you know um so as we speak with like the coronavirus and the pandemic like a lot of people have been struggling with like depression because a lot of people um don't know well let me say we don't know what to do with ourselves you know so whatever that we were struggling with, uh, you have to sit at home and uh, you don't want to think about it because like it's easier to like get stuck. I've been like, I need to work, I need to work all the time or whatever. But like now you have to sit at home, uh, work for a couple of hours or train for a couple of hours and you're sitting and you're thinking, okay, quick. I struggled with for like the longest time because in, in South Africa, the cultures that like, you need to be a man and if you kick your toe and you break your leg you keep moving you know so that's a culture in south africa like you have to be hard but i've got feelings you know <laughs> like sometimes i also need to go through like you know challenges sometimes i also need to go through setbacks and i need to also you know be able to feel that like life can also be tough you know and um i don't shit about that reality you know I think what can be difficult sometimes and, and we you know we have a similar mentality about men like you need to be tough and you need to be all these things I, i've talked about this with other other guests that like in my opinion for what that's worth um there is a strength i think in being able to feel the things that you feel deal with them and still be able to approach the problem that's ahead of you like you said like i think you said getting kicked in your leg or getting kicked in your shin and it's like i can still feel that that hurts acknowledge and be like that sucks a lot and then go let's not get kicked in the shin again let's deal with whatever you know made that happen i don't feel like it's it has to be one or the other that you can either be a man or you can have feelings like i don't <laughs> i don't think it has to be one or the other i mean that's the that's the culture that we have in in, in south africa and south africa is that uh it happens you, you get on with it you know uh but never gets spoken about you know i, I listened to um there's this guy that i follow on instagram mr johnson uh, he wrote a book about cry like a man and uh, he posted a video about one of the nfl players that committed suicide and uh, one of the conversations or one of the the guys that was on the interview he said that you know when you're young um and you've got like your baby sister and yourself and the baby sister kicks the floor and she falls down and she starts crying normally you know the attention will go to her, which is fine but if you're a guy 
and you do exactly the same thing, you know, you'll fall on the floor and you start crying and it'll be like, yeah, get up and get on with it, you know, and which is fine, but like that almost creates a, uh, a time. And I feel like that is oppression, uh, but we cannot express how we feel like, or we cannot find the words of saying, listen, this is what I'm going through. Like sometimes it's hard when you have a bad game to go to your teammate and say, listen, I had a terrible game because you feel like you're going to get judged or go to your coach and say, listen, coach, I'm struggling, you know? Um, so those things that like we, we need to create are so critical uh, for many athletes. So for Do you feel like you um, have had any mentors that have helped you with that, that have helped you through, you know, working, you know, with the, that, that psychological aspect, that emotional aspect of the game, it, you know, instead of just taking that typical, I guess I'll say South African approach as, as you've presented it to me, of just get on with it. Do you, did you have any mentors? Do you have any mentors that say that's not the only way we can approach this? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I do. I mean, I've got like a very good support structure. Um, but like, as I said earlier, like it's very tough for you to like express that, you know, and um, the, the, the other day, like two weeks ago, we were two ways or well, two games away from playing a final. And uh, I had like a massive breakdown because of like everything that's been happening outside my cricket life, you know. And uh, I said with like our physio and um, I just like, you know, burst out in tears and said, listen, I'm struggling, you know. And um, that helped me out because um, he was willing to, uh, to, to like listen and uh, not look at me from a, a judgmental point of view, but uh, like a, a, a place of like, listen, I'm just here just to listen, you know. And uh, we had like a massive um, connection and we've always connected. But uh, that helped me out a lot because then I was like, listen, I can't keep this in. I need to speak about like how I'm feeling, you know, uh, because it's overwhelming. It's, it has a, a massive impact on my game and uh, like I can't keep it in anymore, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maggie, I, I don't want to keep you too late because I know it's, it is late there. Um, so there's a question I ask everybody this year and I want to ask you too. Um, maybe this is the, the answer to this is what helped you you know, keep going to be able to eventually play for South Africa, even though you didn't do it by the age you, you know, meant to, but I'm asking everybody, how do you stay motivated after you fail to reach a goal? For me personally, like, uh, it's, uh, I've got so much motivation from my family. Like you get, you get a military, yeah. Um, but, um, you know, my drive for me for playing for South Africa, it's, always been that my grands always wanted to watch my first game, which she did. And that's a blessing. But, um, you know, being in the situation uh, to play for South Africa and play for so long in professional cricket is not about me. It's about um, taking all the experiences and like the downfalls and the uphills and the downhills and adversities or whatever you want to call it to help someone else, you know? Um, so for me, that is my biggest inspiration. I mean, I can tell just, you know, just from you saying it, how much, you know, your family means to you. And uh, it, that's something I don't think we give enough credit to sometimes is our family and our support structure getting us through 
whether it's sports or life. Um, so I, thank you for mentioning that. Uh, Maggie, if, if people want to keep up with you, see what you're up to, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, my Facebook page. Um, so my uh, Instagram name is Musesha33, uh, same as Twitter. And uh, same as well, my Instagram handle is Mangali, so Mangi Musashle, you know. So that's where uh, that's where they can find me. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for hanging out with me today. No, man, thank you very much. Uh, this was this was actually a pretty cool lecture. I really enjoyed my time. Thank you very much. Absolutely.